Going number two in the lineup, in this theme of that one time in high school, we got we got Mr. Luke Ollett. Yay. <laughs> I guess for the webcam, it's. So this is a new one I wrote on an airplane. Coming to America after five months of not speaking English. And thinking of a time of my life that if I had to do a Groundhog's year, it would be my senior year of high school. Now, this story touches on the senior year because unfortunately we were doing this in the senior year. So what were you in high school? Nirvana and Marilyn Manson patch on the whiteout painted backpack? You were Candace, the I don't care Hesher girl. Overweight and jolly? You were Jebediah who turned out to be gay guy. Cute but excessively shy girl with carefully hanging bangs? You're Christina, study until I get into Harvard girl. Got your girlfriend pregnant at 15 and were cool for it? You were Travis, the failed sex ed guy. Exceedingly intelligent with a social problem of making every situation in life a scene from Seinfeld? You were Eric, my parents never let me play with my friends guy. Came up with an acronym to represent your group of friends like TCFS crew? You were the too cool for school guy. Asian and proud of your high score at the arcade for Street Fighter 12, Marvel Heroes vs. Jackie Chan. You were Matt, the unusually good virtual dancer who never danced with a real girl guy. And on and on. So where did I fall? Captain of the soccer team. Doubles tennis star. Vice president of the ping pong club would suggest I was... Brock the never-take-my-leatherman-jacket-off guy. But I wasn't. My solid schedule of nerdy honors classes would suggest I was Melvin the took-my-SATs-too-early guy. But I wasn't. My refusal to drink and do drugs early on might give you the idea that I was Johnny, don't-fuck-with-me-I'm-straight-edge guy. But I wasn't. So I ask again, where did I fall in the high school social strata? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you now to know, understand, and appreciate exactly what I did when I was not in the fields or courts or behind the books. I was a gamer. The key to this story is to understand that in the waning years of the 20th century, there existed a tiny gap in our technological lifespan where the communication channels of the burgeoning internet were slow and came bundled with loud modem sounds and screams of siblings telling you to get off the computer so I could then use the phone. In this brief snapshot of time, I found my social, social circle. So what is a LAN party? There was no option to circumvent annoyingly slow modem speeds we would have LAN parties at someone's house. Oh, yeah. 
Laptops did not exist at this point, so you packed up your 32-pound monitor, <laughs> three-foot-tall computer tower, keyboard, mouse, cable, speakers, chair, and a table, and gamed all night at your buddy's house. <laughs> speakers were frowned upon, so most of us acquired 5.1-channel surround sound headsets that would loosen a vertebrae with every fatality. Imagine walking into a room with 10 glowing computer monitors, 10 young adults staring at them, and not a single sound to be heard except for rapid clicking. And then without warning... Oh, fuck you, man! I was reloading! Dude! Who took the chain gun? <laughs> Eric, stop fucking stealing my porn. I could see you doing it. <laughs> All right, guys, you ready? Let's go. <laughs> and no one moves. A physical muscle. The early days. We began modestly with a core group of guys. Land parties were simple. You showed up, plugged in, and were gaming in a matter of minutes. Organizing a party was no more than telling your parents that you're going to have a few friends over for the night. For most of us, our virtual identities were established. And I, myself, adopted Loco Luke with zeros, in which I still use to this day for many, <laughs> many online identities. Ball and Chink made a name for himself early on. Bad Karma was never far away for that headshot. The twins of Congerific and Conger King were bastards behind the Gatling gun. And we're always good for a good Tourette's blurred out. A virtually, a virtually living legend was born in the form of Raven, whose blood coursed with Pepsi. And was in... <laughs> And was in all <laughs> and was in all forms the comic book shop guy, comic book shop guy from The Simpsons. The pimpster received some of the nastiest Jewish slurs that may have ever existed and may never be repeated again. And the godfather, godfather of them all, was Buck Wilder, who amazed us all with his own apartment designed exactly for gaming and a hot girlfriend. The times were good. The pinnacle. From those, humble beginnings was born a wild beast that would thrash through my weekends for the next three years. Our community and momentum had grown, and it was not uncommon to have a dozen or more gamers at a LAN party. But one hot and humid summer afternoon, the gaming gods aligned, and the ultimate LAN party of all time happened. <laughs> My dad had access to dangerously high-powered networking equipment and a desire to watch his electric meter spin faster than anything we'd ever seen before. We had an excess of space, tables, chairs, friends, and most importantly, time. The gamers arrived. We stacked them on top of each other, passing out extension cords and power strips in vague directions of where to sit. I had bunkered down in my air-conditioned bedroom with a select few friends as the mayhem and noise heightened in the living room. By mid-afternoon, we had 24 gamers piled into the house, overflowing onto the patio, sitting on the kitchen counters, in the backyard, 
Faces were lit bright with rocket launchers and endless quantity of porn, music, and movies to be shared and stolen. <laughs> the power went out several times under the weight of 5,000 watts being consumed at any given second. We looked for the problem, and we found out that all 24 computers were plugged into a single light socket. <laughs> to see this reverse light, this reverse Christmas tree of everything plugged into the one thing, it was absolutely magical to see the weight of our utility system <laughs> actually absorbing this. The power went out several times under the weight of, uh, sorry, despite the, win despite the whining Asians, I didn't even know. And the pleas for more power. And the constant knocking for entry into the air-conditioned room. And, and the small fortune spent on power. It was a perfect gaming day. A day that will never be repeated. And a day that would bring our nerdy social circle its high watermark. As we all gamed our way towards the end of an era. The money. I can remember the day clearly when I sat down at the gaming table and the guy next to me looked at my screen and then looked at me and then he started laughing so hard and I felt as if I had just urinated in my pants or something I would never felt so bad and it was all because my video card was not 3D accelerated <laughs> that night my dad and I sniped an auction on eBay for a new one and it was all downhill from there video cards Ergonomic mice that had fans inside to keep your unnaturally sweaty palms dry. Water-cooled computers that gave you super abilities. Headphones that caressed your scrotum while you played. If you had the money, you could kill better than your friends. And that's all that mattered. The deceit. Clandestine alliances were formed and it became very clear in our virtual world. Did you feel betrayed when your girlfriend cheated on you? Did you feel depressed when your dog was hit by a car in front of you while its blood splattered on your new white shoes? Did rage engulf you when the lunch lady refused to accept pennies as a form of payment? Will all these things hold no relevance after, you've, after you have just spent two days locked in your room with four other guys trying to beat a game that culminates with your buddy who has been sitting to your left for these 48 hours literally stabbing you in the back in the game and taking all that you'd worked so hard for. My virtual avatar slumped to the ground and my real human heart shattered. <laughs> I wanted to cry. I wanted to break ball massaging mouse pads. I wanted to give up. The alcohol. Gaming is a very exact social activity. There's not much room for error when strafing around a blind corner and rocket jumping to the other side of the room and swiping to pull out your sniper rifle and in mid-leap claiming a headshot and then landing with your knife drawn for a, for a barehanded kill. Well, giving a bunch of pasty-skinned youths alcohol and then asking them to do these professional feats of assassination is simply laughable. Watching your friend stumble across a narrow bridge and drowning in the lava without turning on his force field just makes you shake your head in shame. I remember waking up one morning with my left cheek flat on my keyboard and only one headphone on after a particularly late night of gaming and beers. I'd been firing some sort of loud weapon that was jarring my headphones for the last five hours. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I woke up and I thought I was being attacked for the next two days by a large explosive on my right side for the next two days. The, the depravity. When Diablo 2 came out, I lost a week of my life to Beelzebub himself. I left my room only for short food breaks and soccer practice. A few of my friends, they never left and slept as they played in some sort of half-sleep, half-button <laughs> clicking trance. When we had finally won, we all realized in a moment of depravity that indeed we had all lost, and lost significantly. The factions were rife, and organizing a multiplayer game was practically impossible. Some people came over just to steal music, videos, porn, and programs. Others came over only to use your recently installed ISDN line to play with other LAN parties around the world. The LAN party was losing its cool. No one was fighting back, nor did they want to. Our gaming existence would eventually become extinct, and we were to be no more. The high-speed internet arrived, and the need to interact with other people was less and less appealing. Many gamers chose a solitary life of independent gaming that in many cases would last for many years. Others like myself chose to walk away with a tip of the hat to the beast that had controlled me for the next three years, or the last three years, and say thank you, but no thank you. Any, anybody can relate to any of that? <laughs> and, and if you couldn't, did you know anything about it? And are you slightly more informed? Because I hope that was definitely an informative message. They're impressive. They, 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 I mean, they're... <laughs> Alright, so now we're going to do theme music. So next up. You want the music? You want theme song? You, do you want to go next? Yeah, give me some. The surface? This is the one thing I got with surface. Next up on stage, we got Daniel Burner! Famous back in 1983 for a very high leg. I thought it was I, didn't finish it. <laughs> I don't know, what's Surface? Who's the artist Surface? You requested.